I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey, you guys, happy Monday and welcome back to the news du jour. So I wanted to give you guys a little heads up on Wednesday. We have a super important and moving bonus episode going live Wednesday morning. So it will go out at the same time as your regular news du jour episode. But it is a 45 minute episode that where we dive into one particular issue with some survivors from this particular issue who now do advocacy work in the same space. So it's really important and just such a harrowing story. Honestly, like I was at a loss for words. I was holding back tears like half the time we were talking, just hearing what they had been through. Um, So it's just something I don't want you guys to miss. If you see that bonus episode drop, be sure to listen to it. It is pretty incredible Um, and I want to show them as much support as we possibly can. In addition to that, speaking of support, if you guys appreciate this podcast and if we give you a calmer space to consume the news and you want to show us some love back, the number one way you can support us is becoming a Patreon subscriber or a patron of this podcast. So when you do sign up, it's $7.99 a month. We just have the one tier. Um, But you're going to be the first one to know about any upcoming updates to our overall brand or this podcast. You get something called breaking news text messages, which is a message through the Patreon platform that will show up on your phone as a notification um, whenever there's important breaking news in the world. You also have access to about five bonus episodes that are just for exclusively our Patreon subscribers that are super interesting um, and a ton of other perks. I could go on and on. Um, There's a lot of other things that we offer, but it's by far the number one way to support what we do. So if you appreciate this podcast, consider becoming a patron of our show today. And that's www.patreon.com forward slash sugar-free media. And it is linked in our show notes. And now, without further ado, we'll go ahead and jump into the news for today. So the Winter Olympics have begun very quietly. The Olympics opened this past week, and so far, this season is attracting record lows in terms of ratings. And it's not really just one thing to blame here. We reported to you guys last month that uh, the United States leadership would not be attending the Olympics due to all the political tensions with China. They did not want to stand in the way of our athletes participating in the games, but at the same time, China continues to violate its own people as well as trying to take ownership over neighboring cultures to the point where the United States can no longer sit back and really participate with them. And we're not the only ones. 
there's a number of other countries who are not sending their leadership in a type of diplomatic boycott of these Olympic Games. But another major issue sort of plaguing the Olympic Games generally is obviously COVID. Even these If these athletes are vaccinated, they still cannot afford to catch the very contagious Omicron variant if they are to perform at their physical best. So COVID precautions are pretty intense and the traditional opening ceremonies have been downsized as to slow the spread. Athletes are also required to be pretty isolated leading up to their particular competitions. So it's even more high stress than usual, just, you know, really unusual circumstances. And just like the Tokyo Olympics, there's not really any crowds watching because visitors are really limited due to COVID. So it's just kind of a strange version of the Olympic Games. Also, NBC, who is covering the games, has taken a huge hit from the lack of viewership and all the COVID protocol. They aren't able to get as much of a show onto the TV without crowds of fans screaming or behind-the-scenes interviews with the athletes. The whole thing is kind of just a lackluster wash as of now, And this comes right on the heels of the back and forth of the summer games in Tokyo just six months ago. I think a lot of us are just kind of over it and just wanting to see the Olympics return when they can be done properly. And next up, the queen makes a big announcement. So on her 70th Platinum Jubilee, Queen Elizabeth asked for one major change to the monarchy tradition. She would like for her son's wife, Camilla, to be known as the queen when her son is king, despite Camilla's lack of royal pedigree. It has become increasingly clear that the future of the British monarchy is not uh, a lineage where they will be marrying other royals. Elizabeth may be the last one with her marriage to Philip. Now, the royal line has many high-ranking members of the British aristocracy and its, you know, more recent marital bloodlines, but that now even includes foreigners with Harry's marriage to Meghan Markle. So, at this point, with so few other royals to marry in the first place, It's evident that the royals here on out will be marrying for love. Queen Elizabeth is leaning into this reality by asking for these spouses to be recognized properly as king or queen of the land alongside their spouse. After all, they'll have to carry those same duties regardless. Queen Elizabeth took the throne at age 25 when her father passed away, February 6th, 1952. She celebrated her jubilee, a day that I'm sure is full of mixed feelings for her, privately at one of her large estates, but there will be tons of fanfare to follow this summer as she celebrates more publicly with the nation. So next up, Republicans are setting the stage for 2024. 
So there have already been a couple high-profile ways that we are seeing the Republican Party really setting up their stances for the 2024 presidential elections, where it seems that we will likely see the same race we did last time, Joe Biden up against Donald Trump. Here's a few things that we are seeing kind of broken down. So first off, the GOP has now, as a party, officially declared the January 6th attacks on the U.S. Capitol, quote, legitimate political discourse, end quote. Yep, a riot that defaced our national national treasures and killed five people is apparently what the GOP sees as a normal way to discuss politics. Even for many Republicans, this is quite a stretch and not how anyone wants to see politics playing out ever again. Violence should never be a part of, quote, legitimate political discourse, end quote. But at the same time, if the party does not somehow make these events okay, how could they back President Trump, who is impossible to detach from these events? So, They're building themselves an out. Secondly, Trump has been doing a lot of public speaking lately. And in these speeches, he has brought up a number of times that Vice President Pence did indeed have the power to change the election results. Trump is setting up a narrative here where he can really throw Pence under the bus for the outcome of the previous election. Well, Pence is not really having it, you guys. He actually got on TV himself, and here's what he said to set the record straight. I heard this week that President Trump said I had the right to overturn the election. But President Trump is wrong. I had no right to overturn the election. The presidency belongs to the American people and the American people alone. And frankly, there is no idea more un-American than the notion that any one person could choose the American president. Under the Constitution, I had no right to change the outcome of our election. And Kamala Harris will have no right to overturn the election when we beat them in 2024. It's obvious here that Pence does not want to be a willing scapegoat for President Trump. And there's really no legal basis for what for what Trump is asserting here. So if vice presidents could select the next presidents based solely on who they wanted it to be, there would only be one party in power forever, probably. That's not how it works. And the vice president is wanting to make that clear. And lastly, the GOP has also been pushing for redistricting political maps across swing states, a tactic they've used for decades in an effort to set themselves up for more success come 2024. But in North Carolina, the state Supreme Court has now ruled that the newly proposed maps for House districts and state legislative districts are not legal as they come in violation of the state constitution. They said that each district should pose, quote, 
significant likelihood that the districting plan will give the voters of all political parties substantial equal opportunity to translate votes into seats, end quote. And again, these types of redistricting plans are being proposed all over the country, but it seems that only some will make it past the powers that be. But regardless, the GOP is down for the count right now, and they're making their battle plans for the coming presidential election season. Stay tuned. And lastly for today, Joe Rogan apologizes. So as it turns out, amid all this controversy regarding Joe Rogan and COVID, we are finding out that Spotify had quietly already deleted 70, that's right, 70, 70 episodes of Joe Rogan's podcast due to racial slurs used by him within the show. Now, it's looking like the issues with the Joe Rogan experience go far deeper than spreading COVID misinformation. It looks like outright racism. The internet is exploding with video footage of him using the N-word over and over and over again. In this day and age, there is no excuse for using this hateful, horrible word, especially as a white person. He has additionally made a comparison between Planet of the Apes and being in a black part of town in Philadelphia, which he tried to say was taken out of context. But come on, there's never anything to say in that direction. There isn't a context in which that is okay. Black creators such as India Ari are pulling their music off of Spotify now in allegiance with Joni Mitchell and, of course, Neil Young. So this whole controversy surrounding Joe Rogan and Spotify is now affecting their stocks. So it's possible that this really will get the attention of the company overall, as it is definitely gaining traction um, as this protest is just growing at this point. But Joe Rogan, it seems, at least understands that he has done wrong and needed to put out a public apology. Is it too little too late? Uh, Yeah, because I listened to the full apology and I would put it in here. I'm going to link it in our show notes for you guys, but it's five minutes long and so um, and pretty rambling. So there just wasn't like a solid clip to take out of it that wouldn't, you know, get rid of some other things he said. Um, He does a lot of justifying why he said what he said, although he does apologize. So it's one of those apologies that feels like a non-apology apology where he's trying to explain his behavior quite a bit. Um, And there's nothing to explain here. (laughs) There's just stuff to apologize for. You know, there's not really an explanation that makes sense for any of these things. So Obviously, this man still has a lot of work to do if he's trying to, you know, explain his usage of these words and references. And honestly, he's now problematic in so many directions that it's difficult to feel like he's someone who should be a thought leader in today's world. That said, his countless loyal followers, Spotify included, may not have found enough reason to abandon him yet. Only time will tell. And that is the news du jour.
Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, what tried to demolish me, I allowed to polish me. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider becoming a patron of our podcast. For $7.99 a month, you can unlock tons of perks like breaking news text messages so that you're never out of the loop. Tons of bonus episodes are already up there ready for you to binge and a discussion board full of networking opportunities and much more. Go to www.patreon.com forward slash sugar-free media today to become a patron. This is the best way to support our show. Our patrons make news du jour possible. But a couple other ways to support our podcast are rate and review on whatever podcast platform you use to listen, share on your social media, you have influence, tell your friends, family, and colleagues that you love news du jour and why you listen. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram, just sugarfreemedia, all one word on TikTok, and sugarfree underscore media on Twitter. We also have a weekend newsletter called Dreamers Digest that's full of dreamy content recommendations for your weekend and a life update from yours truly. Sign up today on our website www.sugarfreemedia.co. Our music is by Joey Lavoy and Nicholas Foster. Our cover art is by Hannah Pierce Photography. Our Sugar Free Media logo is by Katherine Jezik Designs. Any twinkling or little footsteps you might hear in the background are by my dog, Rhett. He's a rescue pup and always records with me. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from Oh, oh.